What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the next episode of Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B. I am so excited for today's episode. I have a good one. You know, we are two days away from the NFL Draft 2022. Again, it starts this week on Thursday, and it goes through the weekend. All right, so I'm going to give you some of my draft picks for the Lions. I'm going to also go over some things that happened in sports over the weekend. So without further ado, y'all, let's get this show started. And again, welcome in to Sports Talk with me, your girl, Winnie B. I'm starting on 10 today, y'all, because I just am. <laughs> no excuses this time. Y'all know me. I know y'all. I'm always on 10, so let's rock. The NFL draft is here. Happy and sad, um, of course, because... Hey, we know where the Lions are drafting. We know where some other teams are drafting. And it gives us an opportunity to kind of gauge where the team is going to go based on this draft pick. And a lot of times, it's I don't know, I think it's questionable too because we can say, oh my God, like Aiden Hutchinson, he was amazing in college, but it doesn't translate in the NFL. We're not hoping that, but... It happens. So I'm hoping that we really hit on these draft picks this year. I believe that um, Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes did their thing last year. Brad really picked some phenomenal players, and Dan Campbell was able to fit them in the team and make it work. So I am actually really, really looking forward to it. Again, guys, the draft, it starts April 28th, and um, it runs through the 30th. Pick one. Is going to go, I believe it starts at 7.30. I just got word, um, I believe a couple of days ago, that Barry Sanders is going to be one of the people who announced um, the Lions pick at number two. So I'm I'm just really, really looking forward to the draft. A little bit later in the show, I'm going to go over some of my personal picks. I know last year when I was starting off with the show, we did our special draft episode. Again, I would like to thank Richard Bryan, Bryant you know I'm a Brian he's a Bryant but I would like to thank Richard for just coming on the show um, last season last year and going over the mock draft with me I personally am not going to do um, that kind of format again uh, we went over our top 10 picks and why we felt that those are our picks I'm not going to do that today guys I'm just going to go over who I think the Lions should pick where you know the first couple of rounds and We'll go from there. But, again, that's going to be a little bit later in the show. I want to start um, off with just a couple of little updates. I, you know, felt like, you know, it was kind of necessary for me to start with. I kind of want to start with Miggy over the weekend. Congratulations, Miggy. Miguel Cabrera, he got his 3,000th hit over the weekend, so he is now one of 33 fortunate people to join the, th- the 3,000 hit club. Um, so, I don't know. It was hard. Like, uh, I believe people have been waiting on Miggy to hit this 3,000, like, since the season started. And, and at first, people was, like, super discouraged, like, oh, it's not happening. And the Tigers, the record was, like, starting off – I believe going into this game um, on Saturday, they were like five and six or something like that. Um, 
um, maybe five. I think it was like five and six. But anywhere it go, they showed out in that game on Saturday at home against the Rockies. They was 13-0. and 0. Um, You remember, Miggy did get his 500th home run last season, so that was big for the Tigers. I'm just – I'm excited. He is really um, – he finished in the top five, I believe, seven – Seven times, actually, in his Detroit career. Six or seven times in his career here in Detroit. So, Miggy is really a big deal. The trade from Miami was amazing um, that year. And he's really just been an awesome player, an awesome staple on the Detroit Tigers. A good veteran for people to look up to. I am hearing everybody around the league. Well, not around the league, but around Detroit about the league. And just a few other commentators state that Torkelson – on the Tigers could be like the next Miggy. Um, now, will he finish with Miggy numbers? I'm not sure. Um, from what I'm seeing, he, uh, possibly, but I don't know. So, it's it's looking like he's grooming him, though, to be that next, you know, good player, which, you know, is not bad, but he did it, you know. And I, I'm hoping he make it to the 4,000 hit club before he decides to go ahead and retire, hang it up, but... It is what it is. I just want to celebrate. I mean, I'm sorry. Congratulate Miggy Miguel Cabrera again on getting his 3,000 hit and joining the elite number of baseball players to have done that in their time. So the Tigers will be honoring him on June 10th. It'll be a celebration for Miggy right before um, the game, the Toronto game. It's a home game, of course. And um, I'm going to try to be there. I'm going to try to get my sister-in-law some tickets to go, too, because she loves baseball. And it'll be nice if she could be in the building for something like that. Um, I mean, I need to see if they got tickets now to think about it because that's – Anywho, at the game, they let, you know, Matthew Stafford talk. And he talked about his time here in Detroit and just how much he appreciates the fans and love the fans and how resilient the fans are and like die hard. And one thing I will say about Detroit sports fans is yes, we are some die hard fans. Like I'm a ride with you if you winning or losing. I might talk a little shit, you know, but who don't? So I'm all for, you know, Matthew Stafford love for Detroit. It's a good thing that he speaks so highly of the city. I just would have want wanted him to say these things while he were still here. You really could not get Matthew in front of a camera in any of these years. Like, yeah, he talked when he had to. But even then, it's like you knew he was only saying this because he had to. <laughs> like, I don't know. Now it's like, I don't not see him in front of the camera. Like, where did this, where did this Matthew come from? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Hey, I would like to send some condolences to Matthew Stafford and the Stafford family. I do follow his beautiful wife on social media, um, particularly Instagram, and she has made a million posts um, referencing the, the loss of their dog, Molly. Molly seems to be, be a doodle, beautiful doodle. I love doodles because they smile in pictures. I don't know if it's like a camera thing. I've never seen a doodle that didn't smile in pictures. But Kelly um, states that she's had the dog for about 13 years or so. And, you know, that was like really her bestie when Matthew went on to the NFL and she spent a lot of time alone before she had her children. And so 
I'm like looking at the post and I'm like, oh my God, this is so sad. It made me want to kind of cry a little bit like, oh my God, you know. And then it was a few of them. So I really was like, I'm going to have to send him some condolences in the show. And so I just really want to say, y'all, pray for Matthew Stafford, his wife Kelly, and their children, and the loss of their dog Molly. Losing a pet is never easy. Um, losing anyone is never easy, but I don't want anybody to think, oh, it's just a dog. Like, no, it's like a person when you're a dog person. So I'm sorry for your loss, guys. Moving on a little bit to a little Detroit versus everybody spirit. I'm a little mad Kay Cunningham didn't get um, rookie of the year. He finished third. <laughs> you know, so they gave it to um, Scotty Burns or whatever. All year, though, they kept saying it was Evan Mobley or whatever. How the hell did Scotty Burns even, like, win? Like, how did he win over Evan Mobley and Kay Cunningham? So, if I was both Kay and Evan, I'd be pissed. You know, especially Evan. We're going to get to Kay in a minute, but this is why I'm saying Evan should be pissed because literally all year, all you have heard was Evan Mobley, rookie of the year, and boom, bow. March, y'all remember we talked about it. They was talking about K twenty two five and five. No rookies done that since Jordan. You know, blah blah blah. Now we do know K started the um, season injured, so he hasn't. He didn't play a full season. You know, but he averaged all season seventeen five and five. Now, from doing a little research and listening to some of my favorite shows, it's only ten people. K being one of them, ten people in NBA history as a rookie to um, put those numbers up, 17, 5, and 5. It wasn't Scotty Burns. It wasn't Evan Mobley. It was Kay Cunningham. Is Kay being treated unfairly because people don't watch the Pistons? Like, is it not because, um, you know, Pistons aren't, like, mainstream? But when you have – when you do things like this, like, I love Detroit sports and I talk about Detroit sports a lot, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I watch other sports I watch other teams play just so, you know, I can be a little bit knowledgeable when I come and I do my show. As you all know, especially my loyal viewers, this isn't a stat throwing at you show. Oh, no, you can watch ESPN and stuff for that. This is a sports talk show. I'm going to just, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to talk to y'all and then y'all be like, she don't know what she's talking about, you know. So I just feel like. Everybody who do this kind of stuff, you know, especially when you have to be um, a vote, a person who gives votes to stuff like this. So I I don't know. I think it's unfair. Um, Kay tweeted out, um, I think last week, Detroit versus everybody. And it's so true. Like, you know, you think it's really like, oh, it's a catchy saying. And no, 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 no. It really is Detroit versus everybody. And it's like we put our – City on our back and just whew, get on through it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and sometimes it's hard because, and this is, I think, why Detroit fans are resilient because a lot of times we will have great players and a good package and everything like that. And it, it's often overlooked because Detroit, like, if you could just say, like, Pistons or something, 
then people might be like, oh, I'm going to watch the Pistons. But when you say Detroit Pistons, it's like, oh, my God. And then I was watching um, I was watching the playoffs over the weekend, the Golden State game versus Denver. And it was Morris and Green, you know, together. Draymond Green is from Saginaw. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but his, it ends in Morris. He's from somewhere in Genesee County. Neither neither place is Detroit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the the um, commentator with his wrong banter, oh, I believe Morris pushed Draymond or something like that. It was something. They drew a file, but, you know, they on the court. They friends. They laughing it up, whatever they doing. Basically, what he said was that got to be a Detroit file right there. Like, what is that, though? <laughs> like, first off, neither one of them is from Detroit. Like, second off, what does this mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is a Detroit file versus anybody else file? But it's like, I don't know. It's just like people want to put this stigma on the city. And I really think that that hurts the sports teams, especially when they're not doing well. And then it hurts the players on a team for their own personal stats. And I believe that this is really what, you know, kind of set Kay Cunningham back. You know, and it's crazy because everybody that I know from the city is like, well, Cade is my rookie of the year. And it's true. He is, you know, he's my rookie of the year as well, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, that does not matter. The fact that he has loyal fans in Detroit is amazing. But it does not matter if he did not win, you know, this this statistic. And it just sucks. I think what this has done, though, or the young player is kind of put a chip on his shoulder and he going to come out and he about to just, he going to do him. I'm hoping they draft, you know, they probably get a good lottery pick this season. They draft some good players, fix the team. I don't know what's going on with Jeremy Grant. Is they going to trade him? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just his, he's a great player. It's, I don't think that he is a fit for Detroit, though. I think with the team being so young and still kind of up and coming, like, it's just it's weird, you know. I don't know, but they might. I don't, and then it's like, what's going on with Dwayne Casey? Like, ain't nobody calling for his job right now, which is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when? You know what I'm saying? Like, when y'all going to start being like, ugh, what are we doing here, Dwayne? I don't know. Maybe he might get one more good season. Um with the team or whatever. We'll see. I just, I, I don't know. I can't see if the Pistons got a losing season next season. I don't see them keeping Dwayne Casey, to be honest. And if you agree or disagree, let me know, because I want to know how y'all feel about him. But before I get into um, the mock draft or, you know, just my draft selection, I just want to go ahead and say, how did – I mean, not how, but damn Brooklyn, like, swept in the first round by the Celtics. <laughs> like, first off, Kevin Durant should have just stayed his tail in Golden State. I think that Kevin Durant, like, okay, if we remember way back when he was, like, quiet when he played for OKC, um... I don't know. Like, I don't want to say he is not a good player or he should not 
have the confidence of being a good player, but I think that when he wasn't such a big name or when he didn't have, like, the reputation of having to carry the team on his back, um, I don't know. I It's like I can feel it, what I want to say, but I'm not – I can't say it correctly. But basically, I think that he was quiet in OKC. Like, he was a good player, but he was quiet. The more he moved, you know, on, it's like now in Brooklyn, he just, he talk a lot of stuff online. I don't know. It's just, he's not the same player. And I think that he wants to be bigger than the team. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is why this is a team. Every, every piece got to work together to make it, you know, good. So, you know, he goes over here, and then now all of a sudden, this next season, they drafting all these people. I mean, you know, picking all these people up in free agency. You got Irvin, James Harden. They didn't build a super team. You know what I'm saying? Then now it's totally different this season. Kyrie Irvin can't even play all these games because of COVID. They still squeeze into the playoffs, but get swept, like swept, you know. Um, and they thought it was going to be a sweep this weekend with um, Denver and Golden State, but Denver said, uh-uh-uh, especially not at home. But, no, not the, not the Nets. They, gone. they went on ahead and got swept. And then it was just tragic because I think, like, neither one of them was, like, averaging. I think between both Urban and Durant, they – Maybe averaged 50 points together mm. or didn't. I mean, I don't know. I know for sure they was only like in a 25-point range per game, every game. Except for the last game, but it still didn't matter. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. And it's so crazy because these players are so comfortable with just switching on. I'm going to go. LeBron made his super team. They didn't even make it to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And it's just so crazy because we can go back to some previous episodes. Last season, when when I talked about when the Lakers was picking all these people up in free agency, and I said it, like, if this is not a championship team, they they all might as well hang it up. And this is this is the <laughs> hang it up. Now, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, Anthony Davis – whom can't stay healthy to save his life or his team, of course. And um, Russell Westbrook, I don't know. I do not know. And I I even still, I, I really think all of them should go ahead and retire. But I don't see LeBron leaving until he's able to play with his son. And that's one thing that he said, like, that's his goal. So he's going to be there. He's going to play with Bronny. And whatever team Bronny get drafted to, he's there, like, so I don't even know what the future of the, the Lakers look like. Like, they need a new coach. I don't know. I don't know. Then they was like, well, Whitney, well, who do you think going to make it um, to the championship? Um, my granddaddy was asking me. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe Golden State and uh, Milwaukee. I really think Golden State got an opportunity, though. I I want to see Golden State in Phoenix, but with Devin Booker injured now, it's like, oh. 
it's just weird. I don't. I, Phoenix is a good team too. If I had to, to make my choice, who's coming out of the West? It would be either one of those teams, of course. But I think Golden State gonna pull it off. Um, in Milwaukee, and in my head, I'm like maybe Golden State gonna win it. But then I'm like, no, I think Giannis might want it back to back. Now, that's going to be a hard one. Maybe come closer to the time, I'll be like, I'll tell y'all who I think going to go all the way. But if I had to get my pres- um, predictions at this very moment, I'm going for um, Golden State and Milwaukee. Now, on to the best part of the show. <laughs> I Okay, so the Lions, they have a total of eight. Um, players to pick in the draft. They have eight positions to draft players, this um, draft pick. Five of which actually falls into the top 100. So we really can draft some, you know, really good people and gel um, the team. They have two uh, picks in the first round, Twenty, I mean, two and 32. In the second round, they have 34. Um, the third round, they have 66 and 97. There's your top five. Um, fifth round, they have 177. And then the sixth round, they have pick uh, 181 and 217. Again, a total of eight picks, five in the top 100. Now, everybody, of course, thinks that the Lions is going to go edge first for number two. Then it switched to quarterback. Well, I don't think it switched for everybody, but basically a consensus across America and whoever else outside of America is doing a mock draft of football. But the basic, basic consensus is even though everybody know the Lions need defense, the number one defensive position that they need to draft is an edge and possibly a quarterback. In my opinion, I think we can rock with Jared Goff. Um, I honestly think that if Brad Holmes and, um, Dan Campbell give Jared Goff like this last year in his contract to prove himself. If Brad can build around him, get some good solid people on, this could really be his prove it year. And seeing if he could possibly be here a little bit longer, I don't think they're going to franchise tag Jared Goff. He ain't no franchise quarterback. But I think he's a good enough quarterback to – get us there with the correct players because, hey, we've seen it in L.A. So I personally do not think that the Lions should draft a quarterback at two. Now, if they wanted to get someone to sit on the bench behind Jared Goff, we can do that. And I do have a scenario for that, you know, in my mock um, picks. I'm not going to call it my mock draft. I'm going to call these my mock picks because I really only focused on um, Detroit. But um, I want to start with the number one pick going to Jacksonville because I honestly feel like Jacksonville is going to pick Trayvon Walker or Aiden Hutchinson. For the longest, people have been thinking, okay, well, Kevon Thibodeau will move fall to us if Jacksonville don't pick him first. But if I had to pick my favorite well, no, I'll be biased because, of course, my favorite is Aiden Hutchinson. And I've been saying that the Lions should draft Aiden Hutchinson since the beginning. 
y'all can go back in the the tapes and see it. I mean, go back over the show. I can't be this old. <laughs> go back over the show, um, previous shows, and here I have said that, and hopefully it happens. I do think that um, Jacksonville will get Trayvon Walker or Aiden Hutchinson. So at the number two pick, if Jacksonville does Trayvon, we'll do Aiden or vice versa. I do not want the Lions to draft Kevon Thibodeau. I mean, it's not like it would be a bad pick, but from what I see, Dan Campbell building the the culture and just the the players on the field and what he expects, I think above everyone, I feel that Aiden Hutchinson will fit better um, out of all of them. But Trayvon Walker is... I feel like will be a better fit for Detroit than um, Kevon Thibodeau, just in case you guys wanted to know why he's not at the top of my list. Maybe he'll go number three, but I don't have that pick on here. Um, So at two, defensive end, either Walker or Hutchison. At 32, I think they should go with Lewis. I believe it's pronounced sign. Um, he's a safety. Or where it will be tricky would be to draft Malik Willis. Now, because the Lions have pick 32 and 34, I think it could go either way. Now, Malik Willis, this is why. Malik Willis might not be on the board. Um, I could see Pittsburgh needing a quarterback, uh, Seattle. You know, somebody drafting... Um, both Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett, because those have been two um, top quarterbacks that some people have been talking about um, coming to Detroit. I honestly don't think Malik Willis is going to be on the board at 32. But if he is, I wouldn't be mad if the Lions took him. If not, go ahead, get the safety. Um, now, at 34, depending on the pick that we took, I would say if we got Malik good get Lewis at 34 if we didn't get um if we got Lewis at 32 Malik's not on the board I'm saying go with David Ojabo but this is my bias <laughs> this is what I was talking about in the beginning of the show when I told y'all I'm mixing it up I'm just this was my one bias pick and because I cannot be that biased I say Jalen Petrie he's a safety as well so I don't know. See, it's messed up with David Ojabo because he got hurt in the pro day, like beginning of like mid-March, something, when Michigan had their pro day. He tore his Achilles. It, like, moved his draft um, capital from, like, first round to fourth round. I'm like, damn, David, like, we got to get him in the league. I would love to see Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo play on the same NFL team again. Now, would that happen? Probably not. You know, if I could make it happen, I mean, I would love to. <laughs> Who wouldn't? But I think that the Lions should focus on the defense. I honestly do. We definitely need a, a wide receiver. Um, I'm not going to say we don't. I personally feel like Brad Holmes will be successful and picking the wide receiver maybe in the fifth round, maybe one of the third round picks. Um, but let's not forget, St. Brown was not 
in the top two, I think he took St. Brown in the fourth round, fifth round. He was a very late round pick. And honestly, how did he get that low? <laughs> like, he's phenomenal. Like, I could really see him being, you know, like a top five receiver coming down the stretch. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really, he's amazing. Like, he puts me in the mind of, like, this young Golden Tate. Um, but but better, kind of, because, like, he was so good with yards after the catch. And I think that that's where he's going um, with, you know, the team. And hopefully we just snag other good talent. And this is why I say Brad Holmes is good at what he do. You know, he's been proving himself to be a great um, GM, not just in Detroit. He comes from L.A. You know, he did good in L.A. And now he's bringing that expertise over to Detroit. And I think that once he proves himself wrong, then we could, like, be like, oh, my God. But I think he's going to do his thing again this year for sure. Um, So that's why I say the Lions should focus more, particularly on the defense. Um, Because, too, Aaron Glenn was literally – this man, I don't know what he was doing with them players. Everybody was injured, and the defense was amazing. So I feel like if we could get a more structure on the defense and, you know, better players and, and fill the positions that needs to be addressed sooner than later, this could be a good season for the Lions, at least at – least eight, nine wins, you know, and that's really not asking for too much. You know, if the Lions squoze in on the wild card this season, <laughs> so I'm excited, y'all. The draft is coming up. Um, I am going to be rushing home to watch it because this is my daughter's first track meet this day, and I cannot miss it. Um, and I'm a parent volunteer, so, oof. I'm going to have to leave my post. Like, you know what, y'all, after this girl run, uh, we got to go. We do got to go. <laughs> I got to I gotta go. I can't, like, this is, the draft is always like the Super Bowl for Detroit fans because we don't, we don't get the Super Bowl or barely playoffs. So it's like this is what we're excited for. I'm excited. I'm going to have my Lions gear on head to toe. I want y'all before the draft, write me and tell me who you think the Lions should draft at what picks and everything. We can go over some stuff. And let's just see, you know, let's just see, y'all. I'm I'm excited. I know y'all going to be excited. And we'll see how much we have to talk about next week when we um, pick apart these draft picks. So, y'all, enjoy the rest of y'all day. Enjoy the rest of y'all week. Have a fun, safe draft night. And I'm out. <laughs>